Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. What should we make of Vivek Ramaswamy? Also, what about Donald Trump and his mugshot? And are conservatives really even interested in winning? We're going to ask a ton of questions because it is a truth or fiction Tuesday. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni, And you are tuned in or watching Critical Thinking. That's right, it is Truth or Fiction Tuesday right here on the show. You know that you can participate by using the hashtag Truth or Fiction. Just simply use that. Tag us. I'm at the Coppin Show. He's at the Pat Oni Show. You know the drill by now on our social medias. Thank you to each and every single one of you that tune in to the show on podcast or watch via our Rumble channel. You can find that at rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking. And do not forget you are tuned in to the number one critical thinking show in the entire world. That's right, the number one critical thinking podcast in the entire world as independently rated. That is not just some BS statement. So with that having all been said, I think we just dive right in, Pat, because uh, we've got some interesting truth or fiction statements between the two of us. In fact, uh, you stole one of mine. I'm sorry. I didn't even realize I stole one of yours. It, it literally was a thing that I sent to you in our private message with the words truth or fiction. I don't recall seeing it. That's the thing. We send each other so much stuff. Folks, that do you, I don't do you understand what I have to deal with on the backside of this show? The insolence, the insubordination. Oh, yes. Yes. Your, your life is so hard. <laughs> For these days? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're not living in Chicago, brah. It's a, it, it's a hard knock life for Andrew. Yeah, well, it's really funny because one of the things that I really enjoy and want to be able to do more of in real estate is is a lot of the video content, um, like neighborhood content and things like that because Chicago is such a vibrant city when it comes to neighborhoods, right? Um, there's a There's a reason why I'm not doing it. Uh, we, we just watched a literal on-television camera crew be attacked in broad daylight in the city. Not on, not in a bad neighborhood, not in a eh, neighborhood. Just broad daylight in a neighborhood that should have no problems. If, if you're willing to brazenly attack camera crews and television camera crews, more importantly, um, 
What's she going to do to the random real estate agent with a gimbal walking down the street showing the neighborhood off? Right? Like, I might as well just paint that giant bullseye on my back and say, rob me. That That's really what's going on. So um, <clears throat> that's the unfortunate reality that we're living through right now here in Chicago. <clears throat> so with that having been said, though, um, I, I, I think we have a lot to get into. So do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Oh, age before beauty. So both. Okay, so I will go first. All right. <laughs> So my first truth or fiction is this. Vivek or Vivek Ramaswamy is this election's Evan McMullen and should never receive her vote or dollars. What say you? Ooh. That, mm, I, I think I know where you're going with this. <clears throat> Where do you think I'm going with this? Well, I'm 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 ultimately going to say truth here. As I'm thinking about this, um, because and I think where you're going with this is because this is a guy that kind of speaks out both sides of his mouth. He's on every side of every issue, just like Evan McMullen was when he ran, and has been. Mm. Um, um, I'm sort of going there, but not kind of. Okay, well, I, I'm still going truth for that reason. Okay. Um, he, because he, he does speak out of both sides of his mouth. He's been on every side of every issue, so therefore he could never be wrong. Um, mm. it, it, it's that, that seems to be... Because is Evan McMullen a millennial? No, Evan McMullen would have oh. been on Capitol Hill in the 90s. Like, okay. Evan McMullen, I... Well, let's find out. Let's find out Evan McMullen's age, shall we? Yeah, because th- that that would be interesting. Because I'm like, if that's the case, I'm like, is this a millennial mentality? Um, no, he is not. He's Gen Gen X, the tail okay. end of Gen okay. X. He's uh, 50, uh, 47, so he was born in 76. So he's on the tail end of the millen- of the Gen Xers. Um, millennial is usually 79 or 80. Mm-hmm, it's kind of right. the cutoff there, I believe 80. So I'm mm-hmm. on the weird cusp of gen x and the millennial generation right i have that weird like i can remember you know rotary phones and and uh, life pre-internet where a vast majority of millennials can't the one difference i think that i would say here with vivek though is that he seems to be more of a trump plant than Evan McMullen, um, because I mean, he's, he's gone as far as to say that he would pardon Trump and that he has been pro Trump where Evan McMullen never was, never, never has been. I think yeah, that would he be rose the one up definitely out of the never Trump movement. Right. Right. I think that would be the one fundamental difference between the two. Um, but, but there are, there are Evan McMullen esque things about Vivek in terms of, um, how he's running, what he's saying, and where he is with all the issues. So I I think you got part of where I was going with this, right? Um, The other part of this Evan McMullen situation is I feel like it is a giant grift because they don't really hold actual principles. Mm -hmm. And Evan McMullen since 2016 has presented himself as the principled never Trumper, but 
he has parroted almost every talking point against Trump of the left. He has never come with a conservative criticism of Donald Trump post the 2016 election. And during the 2016 election, whom did he present himself as? The conservative version of Donald Trump, essentially, or alternative to Donald Trump? The alternative to Donald Trump, basically Donald Trump without the personal and uh, professional foibles, if you will. Right, right. Right, he presented himself as the conservative candidate. My question would be, what position does he currently hold that is actually of the right, actually of a conservative base? I couldn't tell you. Stand up Republic and and all the things that he has presented himself and organizations that he has presented himself as have been pretty left wing, right? I mean, you know, you look at him, you look at Tara Setmer, and you look at other people that have been around that circle, right? Right. They've all been people that have presented themselves at one time or another to be of the right. To do what? Make money. And what do we also know about Evan McMullen when he ran for Senate in Utah? He didn't run a single conservative viewpoint, did he? No, not at all. Right. He ran a grift to suggest that somehow Mike Lee was not a conservative and was was bad and dangerous for Utah and the country. Mike Lee? mm Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, basically, he ran such a grift that he got Democrats like Ben McAdams um, to get behind him and trying to unite the Democratic Party here in Utah behind an independent candidate because the Democratic Party doesn't really exist a whole heck of a lot here. Yeah, it's just amazing to me. And then I look at these statements, Pat. So I'm going to bring a couple of statements up um, that have come to light as of late. So... This is Vivek talking about election security, okay? So he said in an article that one is secure elections and the second is a peaceful transfer of power. When those things come into conflict, that's an opportunity for heroism. And he's right. There, There is an opportunity to come be that hero. But Ramaswamy said, if he had been in Pence's position, he would have, quote-unquote, pushed reforms through Congress before he certified the election. And he continues to say that here's what I would have said. Quote, we need single-day voting on Election Day. We need paper ballots, and we need government-issued ID matching the voter filed. And if we achieve that, then we have achieved victory, and we should not have any further complaints about election integrity. I would have driven it through the Senate. Okay, that's that's what he says today, right? Mm-hmm. Is he wrong on the Pence situation? Yes. Yes, he Mike is. Mike Pence has no. Has, he has no. Mike Pence has no no sway on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His role as the quote unquote president of the Senate is a procedural role. Could he, in theory? maybe work with the procedural rules of the Senate to have gotten some legislation through, potentially. But here's the rub. It was Mike Pence, Donald Trump, who signed the CARES Act. They can't get around that. And, like, the two things that I don't don't understand why 
the rest of the candidates outside of Vivek. Because here's the irony. Vivek is making the case of what? He's making the case against Donald Trump. He's making the case against Mike Pence, who put all the things that he doesn't like about the 2020 election in place, gave the carte blanche, if you will, to the states to do what they did. Because while, yes, state-by-state election laws are state-by-state election laws and the federal government doesn't really have a lot of control over the election process, there are federal election rules and regulations. There are literally laws that you must abide by within some sort of guidepost, right? Right. So that's Vivek today. How about this, Pat? Vivek on the 4th of November of 2020. Agree. Make Election Day a national holiday instead of President's Day. Voting should be made universal, part of every citizen's civic duty, no different from jury duty. He continued saying that electronic at-home voting, make it universal. Submit a blank ballot if you want. One per, one per social security number for every adult citizen. No ballot fraud, no voter suppression, no wasted money on quote-unquote get out the vote. Most importantly, greater civic engagement. Thoughts? I would like your thoughts here, Pat, because uh, um, he just said electronic mail-in kind of balloting, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what do we also know about what he did in the 2020 election? Uh, he he mailed in his vote. Right. He he didn't yeah. vote on election yeah. day because apparently he was too too busy with his Chinese sign event. I mean, uh. Yeah. Uh what happened what happened to uh what happened to that statement? And he went from that to oh paper ballots and election I mean, here's the thing. I, I don't disagree with the idea of making election day a national holiday. I, I don't disagree with that at all. No, yeah, I, um, I'm a firm believer that that should happen because because you should never have to choose. And, and some states actually have this position in which um, your company has to allow you, I believe it's up to two hours to vote. But here in Chicago, on election day, if you vote and let's say you work downtown, there's only one real place to vote downtown, if you will, in the loop, and it could take you two hours to get through the line, let alone actually voting. Right. So you do limit the opportunity for somebody to vote. Now, I can also tell you with early voting and some of those things, you've got every opportunity prior to election day to do it. Now, my suggestion is that we eliminate early voting. We make it a holiday. Nobody works. There's nobody who needs to work on on that day, period. Whether that's a shipping company, whether that's a auto manufacturer, whatever. Nobody works. Everybody has off. You choose whether you want to vote or not, right? Mm -hmm. And away we go. I would say the one industry that would have exception to that would be like emergency services. Well, obviously. Like like hospitals and stuff like that. Right. So, yeah. Military, first responders, got it. Mm -hmm. People that need to actually physically function for people's life or death, got it. But for the vast majority of us, the producing 
uh, the content guys, the the financiers, right? We, mm-hmm. we don't need to be working that day. Election day, take it off, go vote, do your civic duty, or don't. But this is this is the perfect example of what I'm saying when Vivek is speaking out of both sides of his mouth. He's on every yeah. side of every issue. And how do you how do you trust someone like that? But then again, like I said, I don't think he's really running for president per se. I think he is a plant. Mm-hmm. I firmly believe he is absolutely the surrogate plant for Donald Trump. Yeah, I absolutely believe that because he's staring down the barrel of some serious stuff with Sinovent and some of the other uh, biotech or biomedical or whatever you want to call them companies that that he has created throughout time. If you take a look at what's going on with that. There's some serious questions about his ties to the Chinese Communist Party and uh, the research that was done, right? The failed right. Alzheimer's drug um, and all of those things. I, I just, I fail to see how he is not Evan McMullen because to the public that does not pay attention to the research that can be done through through X, and through other social media channels, the things that can be produced online that can show you all of these things to those working a 10-hour day, a 12-hour swing shift, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> what do they What do they actually have time to do when it comes to research? The 30-second clips, the information about Vivek that is available on video, right? And all of those things. So for me... In that, how do you get through? Because you actually have to do your research. And unlike the grift of Evan McMullen, there is a ton of information out there about the positions and the varied positions. We watch him try to thread the needle on Taiwan over the weekend, right? Mm-hmm. Where And he goes on Hannity and he tries to suggest that um, we can't have the one China policy, right? We, we must go ahead and fervently back Taiwan until we're somehow semiconductor independent. And then once we are semiconductor independent, we go back to our current position, which is allegedly supposedly to him our one China policy. Mm. What? What? So you're willing to go to war and you're willing to protect them until we have all of our stuff and then it's bye-bye, see you later? I, what what kind, of a, what kind of a friend is that? So we're all we're doing is basically trying to hold China at bay until we are semiconductor independent. Here's the rub, though. Production of those semiconductors here is going to cost infinitely more than it ever would over there. How do you stop that? How do you tell a company you must? We also watch Donald Trump suggest that we're in line for more tariffs, which according to the Tax Foundation that released stuff yesterday says that we're about to, to that alone would create $300 billion in extra uh, taxes for Americans, which is equal to the amount of money that they would collect in these tariffs. So basically what you're saying is the American people are subsidizing Chinese goods coming over here. 
So I, w- I encourage you to go to Twitter, find Tax Foundation, and check out what their report was. How, how do you square that? I'm, I'm not cool with the one China policy, so I'm going to suggest that we arm and defend Taiwan to the hilt, right? We recognize them as a country, which would do what? Be in direct violation of the quote-unquote uh, neutrality, right, that we currently allegedly have, except for you've told us that it, in your view it's a one China policy. And then once we fight that war, while we're also be weaning ourselves off, if you will, right, going uh, full Narcan or full, um, uh, what is it, um, not Narcan, uh, methadone, right, from the meth clinic. We're, we're, we're taking methadone by, uh, we're, we're going to become somehow semiconductor production independent. And then, um, and then we're going to go back to the policy that you claim is now one China, but and you don't like, but we should go back to it. After, you, there are no take backsies in war. Ask the British. There are no take backsies. None. There's a winner, and there's a loser. Check out what's going on in Korea, right? Where we've got a stalemate that's been going on for how many decades now? Roughly 50, 50 years, so five decades, thereabouts, close to 45 years, whatever it is. How'd that take backsies work? How's that working out for us, for South Korea, for the people of North Korea? How's that working out? It's not. That's not how this works. You don't you don't fight a skirmish and then and then ah nah 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 nah. You know what? We're we're good. Taiwan, go go fend for yourself now. Because either China gobbles up Taiwan or Taiwan becomes independent at that point. Now, do I support Taiwanese independence? I I don't, I don't know yet, because I don't know enough about the ins and outs of that situation. There's a shocker. Wouldn't it be refreshing, Pat, if we had a, a politician who just said, I don't know. Because I can't know everything about everything, but I will gladly research the issue going forward and I will have an answer when I have an answer. What a, what a shocking surprise that would be. What a concept. Instead... People like Vivek want to just spout off how smart they are all the time. And then they end up taking every side of every issue. All right. With that having been said, Pat, let's move forward to your first truth or fiction. Truth or fiction, Trump's mugshot was a win for him. Hmm. Um, both. I'm going to go both, truth and fiction. You're punking out and going both? Well, hear me out. So it was a financial win for him. There's no question about that. Like, you take a look at the money that they sold in merch and and all of that. It's an absolute financial windfall for his legal defense fund. But it's also fiction. 
And it's fiction because there's a whole host of people who are quote-unquote Trump voters who are not MAGA forever. All that, that, all that, that mugshot reminds them of is everything that they don't like about him. Is it a financial windfall? 1,000% it is. Politically speaking, it's a push at best. Because last I checked, Pat, has Donald Trump done a campaign event, a rally? Has he gone anywhere, done anything as of late? Has he been in Iowa for more than an hour at a time? No, and Hmm. I actually thought about that um recently is 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 the reason why that's not and maybe this is another to- another topic for another time but yep. is that because his lawyers are telling him not to it very well could be right mm-hmm. it very well could be but when's the last time donald trump also answered to lawyers and and did what they wanted him to do well now, I that's mean, another topic for another day yeah. on this very topic on the mugshot being a win again this is why i have to take both sides he is politically neutered. He is financially gaining, right? His legal defense fund, I thought, I think it's something like $7 million into his legal defense fund in the first uh, couple of days after that. And for the people who say, but politically, it reminds people of the persecution that he's going through. Well, it also reminds the 42 or 44% or excuse me, the 62% or the 64% of Iowa Trump voters who say that they're not sure that they are necessarily voting for Donald Trump come caucus night of exactly what is at stake, right? It it reminds both sides of the aisle. It reminds everybody but the MAGA Forever cultist out there of the dangers of voting for Donald Trump. I'm not saying that they're all going to mass migrate over to Ron DeSantis or Vivek or, or Nikki Haley. That's not what I'm suggesting. It's another reminder that you need to think twice. And on top of it, there's no, look, there's no way around, around this. Any sort of criminal prosecution is not a win for anybody. Look at Jenna Ellis being caught up in this, right? She had to post, I think, it was a hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars on a five hundred thousand dollar bail for a phone call. That, or, yeah, it was a hundred thousand dollars bail, and she she has gone on to say that it's likely going to cost her about half a million dollars to defend herself. Yep. yep. In what world do those people become loyal to Donald Trump? Because. Hear me out on this. Donald Trump wasn't even willing to lift a finger for the January 6th people, right? You think he's going to lift a finger for Rudy Giuliani, for Mark Meadows, for Jenna Ellis? No, not at all. No. So as I go down that rabbit hole, I don't see a win other than for his own pocketbook. So maybe, maybe in the cynical world of Donald Trump is in it for Donald Trump, it's a win. But in the rest of the world... It's a loss. It's a loss for the GOP. It's a loss for his candidacy because he can't go out and talk. He can't 
go do these things. He can sit behind his keyboard and, and truth social away. I mean, he tweeted for the first time, right? Or, or posted on X for the first time in like two plus years. And mm-hmm. all it was was the mugshot to do what? Make money. Did it work? Yes. So there's your win. But for the rest of reality, it is a loss. That's why I have to both sides this one. What say you? I'm not going to punk out and go both sides. I mean, I see what you're saying. And I think I think if you're looking at it from those two different perspectives, you could you could make that case by all means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm going to stay, stay with strict politics here and say that this is fiction. Um, but first, before I get into mine, I, I, I want to read something here from Ben Shapiro because he's claiming that this is a big win for Donald Trump. He said, it's a win for Trump to have his mugshot taken. The left thought it would have been a win for them. But there's the thing about Trump. Trump is a walking, living, breathing meme. He is made for TV. He is made for the internet. He's changed our age because of that. Um, that is the equivalent of saying that, that uh, we are one great meme away from just you know, convincing everyone to come over and, and vote for Donald Trump. That, that, that is what that, that is saying. That's why this is fiction. Because ain't nobody care in the sense of about his mugshot that he's saying outside of the MAGA forever cult. Okay. Ain't nobody care. This is saying one great meme away. No, no, because I think your analysis was actually correct in that it reminds everyone what they don't like about Donald Trump. And so, no, I don't think that that was a win for him. I think, yeah, financially helps him with his legal battles. Okay, great. I also made the point on Friday, I'm like, guys, for those of you that are upset about his mugshot and that this is like a political stunt, mugshots are generally speaking um, public. Like, you can go yeah. and look up pretty much anybody's mugshot. This is not something... <laughs> No. I'm like like let, let's let's stop making it about what it what it isn't. Yeah, no, is it also true that they didn't need to do it? Yeah. No, yeah, sure. Sure. Because it, he is the most photographed individual in the entire world. It's not like you need to like this is oh gee, I wonder who the hell Donald Trump is. Right? No. Because was he ever going to actual Fulton County jail? No. There was no real need for this. No. To at least be made public in any way, shape, or form. Correct. Now that, but that's that's a totally irrelevant argument to me. It, right. It doesn't that's matter. That's my point. That's my point. It doesn't matter. And and it, it just one great meme away, and here we are, still talking about a freaking picture a week later. Yeah, I just, I just struggle with it. So uh, for me, yeah, mostly fiction, partially partially truth. All right, with that in mind, I think now is a great time for us to switch over and um, play a little bit of the B or not. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. All right, are you ready for today's headline? Uh, yeah, do you have a good headline for me? Potentially. Okay. Today's headline, Democrats continue proud tradition of wearing white masks to show political affiliation. Democrats continue proud tradition of wearing white masks to show political affiliation. And while we are thinking of that, do not forget, folks, you can go visit our fine friends over at coffeebrandcoffee.com. Get yourself some great coffee. And more importantly, Pat, you can also find a hand grinder. That's right. You can hand grind your coffee. Now, now it is fresh brewed, roasted fresh to order, high quality, made in the U.S. You can do all sorts of wonderful things with the coffee there. More importantly, check this out. You can actually order it and then get 5% off of your purchase. And they don't care whether you're left, right, libertarian, anything, apolitical. Don't care. They just literally want to produce really good coffee, fresh roasted coffee, and then you enter the promo code Critical Thinking at checkout and you get 5% off your purchase. So go to our fine friends over at coffeebrandcoffee.com where they care about really quality coffee and not your politics. Coffeebrandcoffee.com. Enter the promo code Critical Thinking at checkout for 5% off of your purchase Today, you could also even get a premium monthly coffee club, and it'd be Roaster's Choice. You can do that. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. And get some s'mores. You can get some sticky cinnamon bun coffee if you wanted to. Just saying, there are flavors, there are things to explore. Over at coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code Critical Thinking for 5% off of your purchase today. All right, do you need the headline one more time? One more time. Democrats continue proud tradition of wearing white masks to show political affiliation. Is this the B or not the B? Didn't didn't they do this during like a State of the Union a couple of years ago where they all wore white? I feel like it was for something else. I don't remember what it was for. I think it was for abortion. Was it for was it for abortion or was it for it? Something else to do with women. I can't remember. Um, I'm I'm gonna go with this being not the B because there's something with that. I feel like. Uh, wh- what are you going with? Not the B. Are you sure? No, but. Mm. Well, you are wrong because this is the Babylon Bee. You just cost oh, $50 damn. of our central bank digital currency. 
account. So $50 taken out of our central bank digital currency account that we don't have access to because our ESG score is in the tank. This is, by the way, an oldie but goodie. Because why? The Democrats are wanting to bring back masks for everybody, including the KN95, which they believe, oh my God, is the panacea of masking, except for no, it's not. And uh, you would know that if you talk to anybody who works in a hospital who will tell you that it gives them protection, but it, it is the best known protection, but it does not give you actual protection. It is just something that will help. Maybe possibly reduce the risk as long as it's completely fitted correctly. And if you talk to anybody who's in occupational health, they will tell you that people have to actually physically know how to work with these masks to make them quote unquote work correctly. But this is from the Babylon Bee of April 25th of 2022. And they brought it back today, Pat Democrats continue a proud tradition of wearing white masks to show political affiliation. Despite the lifting of mask mandates across the United States, Democrats have chosen to continue their proud tradition of wearing white masks to show their political affiliation. Quote, mandate or not, I'm still wearing a mask to show others what side of the political aisle I am on, said liberal Democrat Snodley McGuberson, while proudly donning a white mask over his face. Just like dear old Gramps, assistant Clayeth, uh, or Clawleth, to the Supreme Grand Wizard back in the good old days. Thousands of Democrats have posted screeching manifestos on social media, defiantly donning white claws over their faces to symbolize their desire for overwhelming government power to enforce a perfect society based upon cult-like zealotry, just like the white-hooded Democrats of the past. Quote, it just feels right, you know, masking up and attacking people of different beliefs from behind a shroud of anonymity, said Mick Guberson. My Democrat grandpa would be so proud. McGooberson. McGooberson. I love it. <laughs> and by the way, the, the Democrat de- Democratic women were attempting to, um, I believe it was something about women's suffrage. Hmm. Maybe that's what it, it was going to say. It had something to do with that. I, I just couldn't remember what it was. Which is just weird. Like, because who the hell is women shouldn't vote? Yeah. Whatever. Okay. With that being said, it is a great time for us to move forward. Pat, I'm going to have your second truth or fiction. All righty. Truth or fiction. This comes from a tweet from Oren McIntyre. Conservatives don't want to rule. They don't even want to win. They just want the approval of their enemies. 1000% truth. And I don't need to go into some long monologue or diatribe. What if what is my number one pro-life talking point, Pat? Uh, they don't actually want Roe versus Wade to go. They don't want to have to fight in the states to actually win they the argument on pro-life. They don't actually want to defund Planned Parenthood. They don't want to defund parent, Planned Parenthood. Because if mm-hmm. they do all of those things, right, and they win, they don't make money anymore. It's not about the principle. It's about the profit for national right to life. Now, there are great actual pro-life organizations out there that are in the fight to win it. 
Um, one of them being the Catholic Church. One of them being real Christendom. And I'm not even suggesting it's just the Catholic Church, although that is my belief, right? Mm. The well, Mormon Church as mm-hmm. well, right, has a very strong pro-life stance. Well, up until recently, they've kind of been really weird on that. They've done some weird stuff when it comes to actual legislation at the state level. But that notwithstanding, the Catholic apparatus of pro-life is pro-life, you know, uh, conception is a miracle from God, and we should protect that. Adoption, they've got Catholic adoption agencies, right? And they've got pregnancy centers, they've got um, services for for families in need and da, da 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 all the way up and down the so don't give me the you only care about the baby because it's a baby and it's a political pawn not no no my entire faith literally from life to death we got you and what do we mean by we got you we got your hand up it's unbelievable so This is a thousand percent true. They're not interested in winning anything other than in their pocketbook. Why else have have we watched the immigration debate go the way that it has been going? Why do we not solve any of the actual issues that this country is going through? Culturally, spiritually, whatever. Why? Because there's money to be made in the fight. Not in winning. Not in in having the battle, and in even losing, right? There's no money to be made once the battle has been fought and won or lost. The only way that this happens is if you continue both sides being able to fight, volleying over the net. And and conservatives, for sure, are definitely not interested in it. Because if they were, we would have fiscal responsibility. If we were... We wouldn't have spent, what, $2.5 trillion under the last year and a half of Donald Trump's presidency? Or in the last six months of Donald Trump's presidency? We wouldn't be sending billions To save billions the economy the that they shut down, didn't need to shut down? Mm-hmm. I, I just, I really, really struggle. I, I don't know how anybody sees this as being fiction. This is a thousand percent true. If we were interested in winning, Donald Trump would not be a serious candidate in in this election cycle in any way, shape, or form. In any way, shape, or form. Why? Because next to the only person who is more unlikable than Donald Trump to the American electorate is actually Joe Biden. But when you put two wholly unlikable individuals in the room, when you do that, What do you get? You get really bad outcomes. So why not put a, I don't know, moderately likable candidate out there with the principles and the values and then somebody who actually is interested in winning and then governing from a winning position? Look at what we did with the Senate. And and I think even more importantly than the conservatives not caring about winning, I don't even know if America cares about winning because when I take a look at this, Pat, when we look at the last election, how many senatorial incumbents, how many of them lost? See, one, 
two times three, carry the four, zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Not a single one of them lost. In an era in which we knew that their policies, that their economics, that their posture cost livelihoods and lives, and they paid zero cost for it. They're not interested in winning. Not at all. I I heard recently that you know the 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 RNC and is is largely unserious about winning the presidency in 2024. That they don't believe anyone outside of Trump can win the primary. But Trump can't win the general is, is, is kind of the supposed belief. And that because of that, <clears throat> they're, they're encouraging everyone because the Senate map is apparently more favorable to GOP candidates come 2024. Very much so. They've got. But like, after 2022, I kind of wonder. It's, um, it's, it's about. It's about the makeup of the Senate, Pat. I think sure, the Democrats sure. have to defend 12 more Senate seats than the, the Republicans do. So you pick off two or three of those and you flip the Senate. Sure. Okay. But again, kind of just going off of this, what, what, what this person was saying is that our only chance to save this country is to take back the Senate. And keep the house. Really? Where where have we heard this line before? Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not disagreeing with you. Okay, I, I'm mm. not. I just, I don't know that America cares about winning anymore. I, I no. Don't. Which and, is going to dovetail very nicely into my next. Uh, truth or fiction, Pat. So let's go there because truth or fiction. Okay, let's just go there. <clears throat> America will become a one-party dictatorship within the next five years. Truth or fiction? I see. I I hate these questions. Um, I'm gonna go ultimately with fiction. I think I think this is probably one you and I are probably going to disagree on, and that's fine. Um, just just and this is just me guessing because I have no idea what your answer is going to be. But I'm going to go with fiction because there are still people in this country within the conservative movement, within the GOP, not necessarily the conservative movement or the GOP as a whole, that want to win. And as long as that there are 50 individual states, you know, th there is some level of a, a multi-party or multi-representational facet. Mm -hmm. um, now... Could I see a party dominating for the next several years? Sure. But the fact that we also still have elections, things like that, I, I don't I don't see I don't see that happening. Mm. Um 
I do think like if you look at it from the perspective of well if one party dominates and they force all this crap like ESG and stuff down our throats then yeah I, okay I can kind of see where you're going with that but at the same time I I also want to remain hopeful <laughs> on some level I, I don't I don't want to be like oh shit we're we're going to just go down this road and and we're just all gonna so, like basically burn in hell and i i don't want to i don't want to do sure. that. i don't want to despair so real quickly what what has been my position when it comes to the what the importance of the 2024 election that we must win and the reason that we must and by we i mean the side of liberty must win right is right. because if we don't it's done so i have to go that this is truth and here's here's I understand your point, but my question to you on that point would be when when we have just watched the left pull the wool over our eyes, get its main political opponent persecuted, right? Watch all of that happen and they won, right? And Donald Trump's yeah. in jail or sitting at Mar-a-Lago never to be heard of again, right? Right. When um, they hold all the levers of the bureaucratic apparatus. And they do not believe in the social compact. Okay. You, you mentioned 50 states and their apparatuses. Do you really think they care? I, I, I my question to you is, does the constitution even survive? It, we're watching them do stuff that is against the constitution of this country every day almost, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that's the FBI illegally going around and roundabouting the constitution to get what they want and Bank of America and every other corporation bowing down, right? Whether that's the FBI illegally searching and seizing, whether that's you know what they did to the whole plot in Michigan, right, or January sixth, or whatever have you. You're right. You've got fifty individual constitutions, fifty individual states. How long does that last? When you just handed them the mandate to say we don't care. When Joe Biden, <clears throat> Kamala Harris, <clears throat> the deep state are the winners in 2024. All bets are off at that point because they have total control. To quote, rich men north of Richmond. And by the way, I love the fact that they're talking about or that he's talking about this, not from a political perspective, from a personal perspective, right? I don't care if you're left, right? They're, they're both doing it. We basically have a uniparty in Washington, D.C. at this point. We have a directed opposition, right? But it's the same kind of opposition as Venezuela has, right? At this point in time. They're there to play the game. They're not there to play it for real. They're there to, on television, play it for you. That's the only reason why we don't have the actual impeachment start, right? What what, what are we doing here? We're in a very unserious people. So when I take a look at this, I... The only hesitancy I have is whether it happens in five years. My, my thought process behind that is you've only got five years at this point from right now. If, if you are the Democrats, if you are the deep state, to make that alteration, 
to have that control. You've only got that time because come 2028, you what happens in the election, right? Or or are you now going to suggest that we don't have an election? I, I don't know where we go. That's what this is Liberty's last stand. And as I think about Ron DeSantis's campaign, that's maybe the slogan. I'm Liberty's last stand. I'm Liberty's champion, and it's our last stand. It, it, it is as stark as this. Either Liberty can win or Liberty is lost for a generation, at least, if not for a century in this country. And I am interested in enacting reforms that get us back to, I don't know, at least normal. I am interested in finding a way for reform reform or replacement of the FBI, the CIA, the, the you know, all of those things, right? Let's talk about Liberty's Last Stand. I, it, and it's not about me. It is about my policies. It is about what we believe in our principles as a nation. And I'm willing to take that stand for you. I think you go bold. You don't go backwards. You don't cower. You don't turtleneck it, right? You stick that neck out and come what may if you really believe in it. And Ron DeSantis, do not forget, has stood up to his donor base, if you will, on multiple occasions, talking about his pro-life positions, doing this and doing that with the quote-unquote reports, and then the absolute audacity yesterday of the Donald Trump campaign, what they attempted to pull should be disqualifying on multiple levels. Well, rumors are that Ron DeSantis is getting out of the race. Really? 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 He should go back to Florida and, and govern in the state in which there's a natural disaster coming. Is there, he's, he's already doing that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's already done it. He can, turns out, govern. All right, so with that out of the way, with all that being said, I, I just think people have to realize that this is a last stand type of an election. And there's a real possibility that what we believe, what we believe, what we be, what we're being told, right, is America won't be America in four years, and it might still sh some way, shape, or form exist in the name and in the formalities, but in the actual exercise of that constitution, in the actual exercise of our political life. It doesn't exist, right? It's going to be one party and shut the hell up. Or we'll do to you as we've done to Donald Trump, to the January 6thers, and then what? This will be 1984. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And I'm starting to think that our only hope for America is McGooberson. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547.